0: Yes sir. yes, sir. The man wanted to ride. What did he do? Swing down, sweet child. If you're
1: feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you want to get down, then we can all just ride. All my people, throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you from, east side to west side. Just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown. Just ride. From Cali to NY,
2: you know we all. Just ride. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Bay Heights Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm with Ryan. I'd so love to hear from you. If you have any questions, uh, you can reach us at bayheightspod at gmail.com the twitter and instagram handles at bay heights pod all right hey ryan how you doing
0: pretty good man how are you
2: i'm doing all right um so you remember when we talked about survivor a while back the the reality show
1: yes yeah
2: so i um so i've been you know i've been going through it just season by season episode by episode i'm at season six now there's 40 seasons total
1: um It's really into
2: a combination of, of athletic competitions, just competition between people in general, you know, from American gladiators or sports. And if you're into like angles and stories, like dynamics, like in wrestling, then, and suspenses, drama and that kind of stuff, then, I mean, it's really a show that I think you can easily get into. You can get invested into the characters. Like it's wrestling. They're competing every single week. Um, the format just doesn't get old. It just doesn't get old. Like I'm watching one episode, I watch one season. It rolls into the other. Um, it's really interesting. They just manage to crack it. They have the right right balance of everything, and then they just change it up enough. Um, so I, I've been I've been digging it. I recommend. Um, there's
1: a lot. I, I will but, say.
2: Yeah. I
0: will say yeah. this about Survivor. I will say this about Survivor. I'm I'm not a fan, and I I do catch enough of it because my wife is a fan, and it'll be on the background. I will say this about Survivor. It captures the attention of people I would just tag as like like in terms of a focus group. I'm like, you're yeah, you're not a Survivor fan. There's just no way. And then next thing you know, um the people are talking about it. And it just it, it brings you talked about you talked about the D M V about a collection of like everyone, you know, there's yeah. there's like the D M V doesn't discriminate. Well, neither does Survivor. I people <laughs> people in a million years, I'm like, there's just no way they're in a survivor. Like I just, you know, whether it's, you know, certain prejudices I have or <laughs> or whatnot. And then, wow. Like they just, I, I've been punked. <laughs> That's what it is. I've, I've it's- been absolutely punked. You're, you're a survivor fan. And so I will say that about survivor. It's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a successful show because it pulls from people that you know i mean it's it, the only way you can explain it i mean the, the show wouldn't be on it unless it pulled a, a certain rating and um and but
2: yeah it just um it it does something that i i would never have thought it could it's really interesting about the cross-section of you talk about the probably people that watch it but if you look at the cast and how it the casting on the show and how they it's this it's kind of this it's kind of like a cross section in the story of America when you think about it it starts in the year like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand and then it goes year by year and so now I'm six seasons in so I think I'm around two thousand three or four now I think I forget I don't know what year it would have been, but it's like you see this evolution happening right like in the first season it's just all white contestants two black contestants, then it's like two black contestants season two then finally by season five there's a uh, there's an Asian American contestant being added. She gets voted off. Then by season six, there's an Asian American male contestant. And it's like, I don't remember like in season three, when they had another black, couple black contestants, it's like, it's the first time that you actually see the two of them talking. Cause they're, previously they were in different tribes or they just didn't have any interaction shown on TV here. They actually talked about stuff that was like um, about racial identity. It's like, you're seeing this. So you've seen this progression happening um, through survivor where they're kind of being gradually more woke, like kind of like where the country's headed. You see them talk like on the show, like because it's the early 2000s, like there's the topic of homosexuality, all that stuff that's getting talked about, and religions being talked about, which they don't really get talked about anymore. Certainly in the first couple seasons, there's a lot of Southern accents, a lot of Southern accents. And by the time in my season I'm at now, I'm not seeing hearing that many uh, Southern accents. So it's really interesting to see this progression, really interesting to see this progression um yeah for sure um but anyway like so that's kind of uh i thought i'd give that recommendation if uh, you were looking for someone else to watch i think once you get into it then you just you can't uh you cannot stop but uh i talk about the early 2000s so one of the things that we've been doing is we've been doing a redraft of the 2003 nba draft we like the top of the class there we've done bot. we've done lebron bosch wade the last member that we wanted to just talk about was Carmelo Anthony. Um, so, you know, just to recap, this is about where, when we started talking about LeBron and how, oh, what if he were in Toronto? I'm like, well, actually, guys wouldn't have been that far-fetched. I mean, the the ping-pong balls could have bounced any different way that would have brought LeBron to Toronto. So we got curious about how their careers would have lined up had these guys been, um drafted on different teams or their teams were in different order because i think it would have been really different that's where we started off from so carmelo though this is interesting um i'm curious where we go with this because let's start from the top like just a few of the quick stats about his what he's accomplished in his career and it's kind of impressive he's still going actually i mean we don't hear his name anymore but he's still playing in portland um 23 points three assists six rebounds i believe that was 17 years nuggets Knicks are his mainstays. Ten-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA Second Team, four-time All-NBA Third Team. I was kind of surprised that I didn't see him make a first team. Um, mm, but that is mean, I mean, interesting. I mean, I'm sure like this. There's somebody who's like, well, you know, of course, when you start, and then he, they're going to dive into Wikipedia and look at the players who would have been available. Then, okay, I get it, but still, it's just when you think about the accolades this guy has, you would have just, I would have just thought All-NBA First Team. You would just naturally think that. Um, so then uh, one-time scoring champion, which was also kind of surprising to me that he only was the scoring champion one time in his career because that's kind of what he's known for. NCAA champion, which is a kind of his crowning achievement. And then the three-time Olympic gold, three-time Olympic gold medalist, um, which is, might have been a record, I'm not sure, for men's basketball. I'm not sure about that. Um, and so in Denver, 2003, they get the number three pick. Because LeBron goes number 1 to Cleveland, Darko Milicic goes number 2 to Denver, sorry, to Detroit, and then Melo goes number 3. Once he got drafted, the Nuggets went from a 17 and 65 team to a 43 and 39 team and they made the playoffs. So that's quite a big turnaround that he helped bring about. He was the first NBA rookie to lead a playoff team in scoring since David Robinson. And a year after that, George Carl came to coach the team. So that's kind of Melo in a nutshell. Um, before getting into it, you got any, um, initial memories, reflections, thoughts on Melo when he broke into the league in his career and what you were thinking at the time, like seeing this guy before he was getting, going to get drafted. Um, <laughs> I felt like, um,
0: I felt like it was so weird. I, I felt like LeBron was definitely going to go number one. Yeah. Um, there was some chatter among my friends. And I'm just like, oh, Carmelo's too skinny. I just remember thinking that, like, okay. this guy's too skinny. skinny. I don't know why. Like, like LeBron's a full grown man.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, why wouldn't you pick him? He's, he's, you know, uh, but, um, but Melo, yeah, I just like remember the being ncw He just won the championship, I guess. Maybe that's why people were high on Melo. He just won the championship. Um,
0: I didn't like his braids for some reason. <laughs> um, just just something about him I thought was awkward. And then, but, you know, LeBron, who I didn't like because, you know, we, we talked about the LeBron thing. I mean, the guy seemingly was born on third base. He wasn't, but, you know, he was just given this huge platform. And, um, but for whatever reason, I, uh, you know, I, I just never thought much of, Carmelo Anthony I just I just just didn't initially he he grew on me um to the point where I liked him whereas LeBron initially I didn't like him but I knew that I you know my you know I I knew what I saw on TV every night which was you know 25 points a game and you know just ridiculous stats like that right so but with with with, uh with Melo I just was was not impressed by his
2: presentation Going into it here, so Darko goes number two. Now, like we've done in the previous drafts, we'll just assume that in most drafts, if this were a simulation, they were to do it over and over and over. I don't think that more than half... I think more than half the time, Darko would not have gone above these four guys. Like, there was enough of... There was already enough chatter about Melo going after LeBron, too. Like, I don't think it was his foregone conclusion that Detroit was all high on Darko or whatever. So, say... um Melo's going number two. That immediately puts him into Detroit. Now, we do get count. We do talk about counterfactuals, like what if the ping pong balls fall differently? So let's we can. We've been doing that with Bosch and Wade because there was so much up there. Like I easily could have seen either of those guys kind of going ahead of the other and, and the teams changing. Melo, though, I think was such a clear number two above bosh and wade i don't think there's a lot of debate that he would have gone drafted before those two and in terms of rejigging the ping pong balls like that's kind of a nice counterfactual so just very briefly what Melo would have looked like in in cleveland toronto miami um i kind of think it would have been similar to how we described wade like like we said wade really hit the jackpot by being drafted by the right team and in other teams he would have just been a had an, a whatever career. I think if Melo went to Cleveland, Toronto, would we be perennial playoff contenders in those two cities, you think, with Melo? Is he good enough at that point? Or did Detroit did Denver have enough to kind of like be like be the right situation for him to take over? Good? Go on. I just felt like Toronto's such a black hole. Cleveland was such a black hole that that really no one except LeBron could have like saved those two cities.
1: You, know,
0: you 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 mentioned Toronto being the black hole, but you know the thing with Bosch being drafted is that kind of that kind of took the air out of Vince Carter. And it was almost like that was oh, like yeah. uh, I'm out of here, right? And you wonder, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if Toronto drafted Vince LeBron and Carmelo, yeah, you get Vince Carmelo, LeBron, or Wade. And he might be rethinking his options. And yeah, I think we'll Melo, right. Yeah. But 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 with Mellow it was instant, right? Because, you know, it, it, it took it took it took everyone a couple of years to realize who Dwayne Wade really was. Um Mello Mellow running from the start. He did. He did. And I think that who knows how him and Vince would have played off each other, but I think at the very least it would have given Vince um you know, it would have, uh, you know, you placate to Vince Carter a little bit, and maybe um, he's not so eager to go on TV and say, I'm not going to dunk anymore, you know, say stupid <laughs> shit like that. He's he's maybe not going to have um, his diva moments. Um, who knows? Maybe Toronto's just not that black hole because Mello, it's like everyone knows that LeBron James is the best player in that draft. But if you're Vince Carter, you're like, I just got the guy that won an NCAA championship. I, Vince, what, um, Vince never did, right? Nope. NCAA no.
1: NCAA
2: championship? Yeah. And he was, yeah. and he was a decent college player, right? So, yeah. um, I saw his, you know, I saw his jersey uh, up in the rafters there at uh, Dean Smith Stadium there in North Carolina. Alright, so I was mm-hmm. you know some cousins, so I went into the stadium, went into the arena, so you could see all the jerseys up there, including Jordan's. It's kind of neat. Yeah.
0: It, it it would have been kind of interesting because if you're, again, if you're Vince and, you know, Vince has got, Vince is kind of on top of the world. It's right around the time that LeBron comes in the league where Vince Carter is probably thinking, look, it's just me and Kobe right now. I can, I'm on this guys level. Um, Vince Carter is probably thinking like, I've got Carmelo Anthony on my team. Who's not as good as LeBron, who I'm thinking I'm better than. And he can be my number two, and together we can kind of take the NBA by storm. If anything, man, I'm that's kind of intriguing to me just to think about it because I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Vince Carter, all the moving parts that are going in his head. What's he thinking? Is is because he's thinking Toronto's the black hole. And now he's got Carmelo, and not Chris Bosh, who, let's be real, no one saw it, it would take years for Chris Bosh to you know, fully mature and to get to himself to a level where he would be coveted by other teams Um, with Carmelo. It was instant, but at the same time, Vince was still number one
2: in that town and he may have had his number two. So I'm going to comment Toronto saying, but before Toronto, just to touch Cleveland, what do you think about Cleveland? Like if Mel is at Cleveland, do you think I mean, he just vanishes into obscurity oh, of or course. is he good enough to,
0: yeah? LeBron's the only one that could have made Cleveland work.
2: I mean, LeBron didn't make the playoffs for three years in a row. People used to just say, well, look at Melo. Um, Melo is better than LeBron because he got into the playoffs right yeah. away and LeBron didn't yeah. for three years. But yeah. it, it's kind of, okay, maybe possibly because he was also more experienced than LeBron, but at the same time too, maybe it was also the team and the, the organization. As well, right? So yeah, because sure. Cleveland never really got their act together the entire time LeBron was there. Um, so I don't know because thinking about the development. So okay, so Toronto, if 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 Mellow's in Toronto, what do you think the chances are that you talked about Vince and pouting and the kind of relative toxic environment they had there? What are the chances that a young impressionable Melo... because he is impressionable, you could see how like he's he's just he's he's looked. Like when you talked about him looking awkward in his vibe, like yeah, kind of. Like you remember when AI showed up in Denver some years later? He just started copying AI, like wearing the sleeve like him, doing his.
1: <laughs>
0: he didn't have braids, but I just
2: felt like he was. Yeah, I know you're right. You're right. Him. And you're right. He just and and even like when he was doing his whole trying to trying to force his trade to New York um, or like everything in general, he just doesn't. He's not a natural he doesn't strike you as naturally on his own, at least not at that age. I think he's coming to his own as a man now, but you know, he seems relatively kind of immature. Even when they had that fight, do you remember the brawl between the nuggets and I forget which team, like he just was, it's like, okay, like not every player is going to fight. That's just fine. Then, then just, you know, stay on the side, don't get in a fight, but he'll just do that thing, which quite frankly, is something I might do if I was in that fight, which is he would, he threw that sucker punch and he'd back away. Do you remember that? Like, he quickly ran up, sucker punched a guy, and then ran away. Like yeah, that's just kind of what Melo is. Um, yeah, but I, I know,
0: I know, I know the one. I know, I know the one time I gained respect for him, and and it was the day that I officially said I hate Kevin Garnett. Was the whole you know when Kevin oh. Garnett started just talking about wives. This is like.
1: Yeah, yeah. God, you're
0: such a okay. like. God, you're <laughs> such a fucking goon, Kevin Garnett. Like, shut up. we all we all know you can bring
2: wise into it, but like, you're yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I actually had respect. For well, actually, you know, Gary Payton, out, who's uh, the notorious trash talker, said he would never do that. Right, like, uh yeah. He just said he thought that some stuff was off limits when he was trash talking, which is kind of funny when you think about Gary Payton's reputation in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: Gary Payton had ethics. There you go. Thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, so, that's, that's the difference between the two. Given that premise that Melo was relatively impressionable coming in when he's young, coming into a toxic environment, does that just influence who you become? Like if you think about a Demarcus Cousins, Demarcus Cousins doesn't end up in such a dysfunctional team like the Sacramento Kings, even if on paper it should have been better. Because they have all those draft picks, they keep drafting high draft picks all the time. But then if it's dysfunctional, then it kind of sets you on this course for 10 years where you're just sort of people doubting your ability. People are thinking maybe you're a problem, you're, you're a locker room problem. And only now that he's a veteran where he gets to pick where he's going to play, pick good teams to be on, are people actually starting to appreciate him. So you just wonder if like with Carmelo going to Toronto would have actually been worse. Like, and I'm not saying Denver was the best cause we're going to get there in a minute, but um, but I do question that like on paper, it should have been good with Vince, but I just wondered too. Um, cause the thing with Wade, when I said about Wade and Vince was because Wade is a pretty internally strong guy, Wade, um, you know, like he, he just looks, men- he's just given the impression he's always been mentally strong and he wouldn't necessarily let bad situations work for him kind of, um, well, then again, I'm mixing him with the Miami team, but, um, if Melo goes to Miami, yeah, it's very evident that basically anybody that would go to Miami is in a good situation because it's a good organization. So I don't think there's too much to uncover there. Like he would have won a ring. Um, kind of wondering there, his whole reputation through the career. He wins a ring early in his career. Like, do you think we just have a lot? We, we we would just have a lot more respect for him. Like even if he wasn't the focal point of that team, right? He would just. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, he, he, if if he. If he um, If he gets If he's in Detroit Yeah,
0: let's right, go to His that. rookie year He's
1: he, in Detroit he, Well, yeah.
0: there you go And he, even if he's only Averaging three minutes a game uh, He wins a ring And maybe he makes one shot <laughs> You know uh, Game I don't know, pick a game Game five against the Lakers You know, over Gary Payton Or something and it's just like Oh my god, Carmelo made the shot And Look at LeBron, he's in year five and he still never made a shot like that, right? And 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 with full hindsight, so Carmelo Anthony wins a ring in 05, Wayne Wade wins a ring in 06, and you have LeBron James, who is the golden boy, who has not won a championship, not come close. Maybe you give him some respect in '07 because he, you know, he took that team to the finals and you know got swept by the Spurs. I don't know. People are fickle. They they might, mm-hmm. you know, be like Nelson from The Simpsons, haha, and just <laughs> you know. Um, so look, yeah. Th- like- you, you, so sorry. You, you know what? You you brought up my point exactly. The difference between Paul Pierce. And Carmelo Anthony is one championship. Actually, it, it's not. There's more to that <laughs> because you're right. Car- Carmelo is probably the greatest international player to ever suit up for for Team USA. He's clearly a guy that does well with other mega, mega stars. I mean, we mentioned that he's never made an NBA all-first team. Well, he was on a team, three of them, with a bunch of NBA Uh, first teams and he was one of the best. There's something about him, you know, for those you know, Olympic Games and stuff. So but really, I mean, that's that's what people should be focused on. What is the difference between Paul Pierce career and Carmelo Anthony? It's sometimes it's just fucking luck, man. That's that's all it is. It's it's just the balls bounce and in this case it's the ping pongs and that's it. And Paul Pierce can go on TV every single day and say how he's the most clutch player to ever play. And you know, that, that him in a wheelchair is better than any vaccine out there for COVID. And, you know, he he can say whatever he wants. He gets, he literally gets a free pass because he wins that one ring. And we all, maybe not you and I, but a lot of people eat that up. And Carmelo is just like, you're the guy that never won a championship and life's unfair. And so is basketball.
2: So I'm thinking of his, development as a player in detroit right so if he comes in as a rookie right so who is the small forward Tayshon prince was was it rip or tayshaun um uh, they, so,
0: i want to say i want to say so chauncey's point guard and then rip is shooting and then Tayshon
1: is small yeah. i believe
2: yeah so then yeah so mel is playing behind tayshaun prince at least in the beginning and then maybe as the year goes mm-hmm. on or year two they just switch it up and maybe Tayshawn's either traded or put at the bench um that and that Detroit team was very tight so now you have this really strong veteran team Melo's coming into you learning how to be professional learning his role he doesn't have to be the the main guy so he gets to become groomed and all of a sudden his career arc he's kind of um he's had a chance to develop become mature and learn how to play the game he gets a ring um and you're right like maybe
0: uh I'm trying to remember And, and, and he gets yeah. and, and he gets another Finals appearance too
1: because
2: they lost to the Spurs appearance. a couple of years later.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so it's then, not bad. It's not it's not
2: a bad first three years. And I think he does blend in there. And then uh, I I still think he goes to New York. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. wonder wonder. Yeah, I mean, because the reason he went to New York was because of his wife's career. She was in entertainment, right? So that was he felt. Oh yeah. What's
0: what's 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 his wife again?
2: Lala Vasquez. Yeah. She's famous, right? What's Reality TV, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really familiar, but I know other friends who are not even basketball fans. who They know Carmelo because of uh, Lala Vasquez. It's it's, funny to me, actually, when... Yeah. The four guys that we're
0: focused on here, it's LeBron that doesn't have the household A-list wife or B-list wife. Yeah, yeah. His high school girl she's just a girl from she's just a girl
2: from akron ohio yeah it's
0: yeah
2: crazy wade was married to uh i forget his, i forget his ex-wife's name but you remember that was kind of a bit of a nasty divorce uh she was uh, like a oh, you're right had, uh, oh. emotional problems was she or whatever, famous so. for no, no 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 there was just okay. some girl he knew from like high school or college or whatever she was just uh, a bit mm-hmm. unbalanced, so he had to go mm-hmm. deal with that legally and then now he married that like, gabrielle union yes yeah, uh, you're right. So then Carmelo married Lola Vasquez. It's three. Bosch is... I don't remember how he met Adrian Bosch. I really don't know. I thought it was just his girlfriend. Could be wrong about that. What's What's her deal? What is she? She's famous for something, right? Adrienne Bosch? I thought it was just some girlfriend. I, thought, I didn't think she was famous for anything.
1: Oh, I thought she was something. Okay.
2: But, uh... I mean, I, I'm sure they all become famous after they get married, but... Um, yeah, she does she does not have a Wikipedia page. Which uh she was like, you know, in beauty contest when she was a kid, you know, kinda like Jean Bonnet Ramsey type of stuff. Like it's not she oh was really
0: wow, what a what a what a name you just dropped. Um yeah, no, that's um that's uh yeah, that's 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 incr- cause you when you said that, you know, Melo's going to New York, it's like, yeah, you
2: really can't change that part of history. He was always going to go to New York. I think so, right? Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that could have happened was if like, that bond of that team was so strong. You remember that when they traded away Chauncey. I like, think that team just felt really gutted. Um But mm-hmm. I think that Mellow... To be honest, I don't know. Because I feel like if they get Mellow, they might actually exacerbate like the trades and stuff. Like, they start breaking that team up. But... um but I do think Plus that you have,
0: Mello- to fa- you, you have to factor in Larry Brown, right? Who we've talked about many years.
2: I like mean, that, that guy could
1: have,
2: but then flip Saunders came in after too. So that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, Brent, I wanted to bring this point. You brought up, he was at team USA's. Okay. So, so Melo's coaches were George Carl. Then he went to New York with playing for Mike D'Antoni, who didn't even want him there. Right. Do you remember D'Antoni didn't really want that trade to happen? Cause that meant that giving away all of those players, and then later was, was, was like, who's that guy? Mike Brown? Not Mike Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Woodson? Oh, goodness. I'm forgetting his Woodson. name now. Um, his first name, but Mike, I th- Woodson. I think it's, Mike I, Woodson. I think it's also Mike Woodson, yeah. Yeah, it's Mike Woodson. That's in New York. Then Mike Woodson's gone. And you get Phil Jackson's GM. Then you get Jeff Hornacek. Um, I, I'm totally losing all the coaches that he started having in New York after Mike Woodson. to be honest with you. And the point that I'm making there, and then he gets to Billy Donovan in Oklahoma, who I don't know if he was really sold on Melo. It didn't sound like it. But then again, I don't know if Melo had the best attitude about this. So the point I was really going to get here is he didn't have like great, great coaches along the way. That's not my impression. Like, So by the time he gets to Team USA, his coaches are Coach K, well, it's Coach K, legendary coach, right? You know what I mean? You know what I'm going with this? is like with Dwayne Wade gets Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra throughout his career, right? So I think it kind of matters a little bit. It matters a little bit. Melo's always been in dysfunctional environments, but at the same time too, maybe he's also put himself in dysfunctional environments. Like he chose to go to New York, right? When like Dwayne, LeBron, Bosh, all are like passing in New York because they just thought it was a bit dysfunctional
0: slight tangents yeah i do not i do not like coach k um being coach of team usa i I I feel like it's like well it's like uh hey um make a wish foundation let's let a guy you know uh, feel like what it's like to coach real men for uh (laughs) for four weeks i i just i listen i i I get it
2: (laughs) but it's just um what do you mean?
1: Like, okay. So uh, the
2: reason they, try- they pick him is because he has command so much respect among.
1: Uh, and he's unbiased players.
2: because, and he's unbiased. I get it.
0: Um, look, they're going to win
2: pretty much without. Well, they weren't winning before, right? That's why they brought him in to institute a real. Well, they program.
0: weren't winning before. They weren't winning before because you know Andre Miller was their starting point guard. I mean, <laughs> there there was a lot of things wrong. There was a lot of things wrong with the program. They well, had wait. to get
2: serious. Le- LeBron and Melo. LeBron and Melo were on that team in two thousand four. Maybe Wade was too.
1: Um, you know, oh, the loss in like, the Greece. loss in Greece and Sylvia. Like
2: yeah. Yeah. You know where they a, lost it was that. I- The whole reason they brought coach k in from 2000 for 2008 onwards they were like okay we gotta have the redeem team so we need a legitimate coach who's gonna institute a real program we're gonna so that's why they brought in coach k
0: i felt like that was i felt honestly i i you know if i'm remembering history i feel like that was all kobe man kobe was just like f this shit like i (laughs) feel the best team and i really feel like the program started Getting serious when when Kobe was like all in for it, and you know um, he, he, was the, he was he was he was talking about it. He was talking about it leading up to the summer, the, the summer before when they first you know said, "Oh, forty guys can are eligible for the team" and all this stuff. I really feel like that's when it was because um, okay. it, it felt like it was really important to, to Kobe Bryant, and he made others take it seriously. Um, but I don't know the Coach K thing. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, to be quite honest. It's like, um, I don't know. It's like, um, like, I'm trying to think of a good wrestling example. It's like when they were just like, they have no storylines for certain wrestlers, and they just put them together and make them a tag team and throw in a manager. It, just, it makes no sense, because maybe three <laughs> weeks ago, they were feuding. And you could just tell the writers got nothing for them, you know, three weeks later, and they just, you know, they, they slapped them together. And that, that's what Coach K felt like to me. Okay
2: okay well i mean the players um praise him and like kobe i think has also said that i mean kobe said that if he would have gone to college he would have gone to duke to play for coach k Yeah, uh, there's been i forget which players have said they've chosen duke just to play for coach k so there's a lot of there's a hmm. lot of that so you can see why like he he does command that respect among the players but i just the point i'm making there was you know the difference between Olympic Mellow and NBA Mellow is NBA Mellow keep putting himself into bad situations with bad teams. Um, so I think, you know, the great irony, we talk about redrafting what his career would be like. I don't know if it actually necessarily is better than what he had in Denver. And I think if he just stayed in Denver, he would have had a really stellar career. That's kind of what I think we wouldn't have all these questions around him for the most part. You know, I think that's well, i
0: if 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 he just stayed there and you know kept making, you know first round and
2: second round exits. Well, he made you know, a possible final that the, one year. I, I just think he would have kept building true. on something. You would have kept building on something because they they always felt Denver has never felt like a loser team, even if they weren't the top team. They've always throughout the years. You've never looked at them like a laughing stock, right? Well, they're uh, kind of like
0: they're they're pre- they're pretty much the Indiana Pacers of the Western Conference. They're yeah. just kind of always there but yeah i
2: put them just a cut above indiana but um oh really okay for a number for a number of years they always felt like a bit of a threat with uh carmelo or when chauncey was there then when they got rid of them okay fine but even when they got rid of them you had they had all those new york assets so uh maybe maybe you're right maybe Indiana's a good comparison there so what i was going to say just to um sorry tie out the last part about detroit wins a title Detroit, career different arc. I mean, I guess the comparison I'm thinking is Kawhi Leonard, Kendrick Perkins, Rajon Rondo. Yeah, like just the rest of their careers, they they've they've tasted what it is to win and they figure out this is what it kind of I have to put my body through and this is how have to be in the mindset I have to be in for for eighty two plus sixteen games in order to win a championship. And I think I've felt this when I was in university where I was good in high school with my academics and then I got to university and then it was a it was a it was a level of difficulty I wasn't accustomed to and then you hit the wall and you don't quite know how to overcome it. And even later on when you sort of study a bit harder, you can study a bit smarter, get your head around the material, because you've tasted that kind of initial failure and it was a bit bumpy in the beginning, it's really hard to get yourself geared up uh to be as excellent as you were before. So I think when you if you taste that if you start off on the right foot from the beginning, then you have that momentum as you carry forward, so I think that starting in Detroit would have um, would have put him into put him into a, like a good solid career. But with that said, do you think that we look at his individual greatness now and we recognize that if he came into the league within Detroit, would we have had a chance to see this, or would he? Because you think about all these McDonald's Americans, all these players who come into the league and become a great, like, look at Lonzo Ball. Like, he's just sort of settled into this solid player, but um, but not he's not, like, a top five, top ten player. Do you think that with Carmelo, if he didn't get a chance to shine like that, he'd be, like, yeah, good player, great player, like, having a really good career. He'd lose his individual stardom. Or do you think he's so talented that he would have just burst out anyway, through even if he was in Detroit?
1: I think he, yes, I think he would have, he would have had a coming out
0: party at some point. Um, The thing is, that was such a deep
1: class.
0: (laughs) Um, It was three. We mentioned before, um, well, I don't know if we did when we did our wrestling and NBA, but to me, he's Randy Orton. He's just super Hmm. consistent. Um, he was in a deep class, you know. Randy Orton was part of the Brock Lesnar, Dave Batista, Shelton Benjamin, John Cena class, and like bell to bell, you know, Randy Orton's like the best, you know. Even though um, John Cena sold more t-shirts, and Dave Batista went on to make Marvel mu- uh, movies, and Shelton Benjamin was like the best athlete, and Brock Lesnar was like this pay-per-view star that crossed over. Um, you know, Carmelo was like. I don't know, of the four, I don't know. I'm sure there's some things he's better than LeBron at and all that. I, I can't think right now, but um, there, there's there's parts of his game that he does that are better than you know those guys who all won championships, except for him. Um, but yet, um, I think over a career, it, it, like with Randy Orton, it gets to a point where you know 10 years later you look back and it's just like oh yeah he's had a hell of a career and that's kind of what you have to do with with Carmelo it's like in 2003 you're not thinking much about him 2004 but then you know after 2008 they all come home and you know the next year's all-star game they're all you know doing the big ceremony where they're re you know um they're recapturing their their gold medal um presentation and it's like oh, shit he was part of a special team he is a special player. There's a point where you realize that he's a great player. Um, And I just don't know. You're right. It probably doesn't happen right away if he's in Detroit because he's got all those guys who are better than him who are going to be positioned higher. But eventually he does come into his own and he's, you know, he, he, he is a Hall of Fame player. There's no, I can't think of any team that he could have been picked where he doesn't still have a Hall
2: of Fame career. Even if he's even, mm-hmm. if, even if
0: the Knicks even if the Knicks drafted him, I mean,
2: okay. there's just no like stopping him. Yeah, like compared with like a Wade, his talent is just that much cut above. Like I'm just thinking, um, he he made that conference finals once. I don't know. I just I hear that and people keep talking about it and they'll show me the stats, but I just feel like if you're that good, shouldn't he have made more than one conference finals? Um. And in New York, did he even make it out of the make it out of the second? He did even make it to the second round. I don't think they ever made it to the second round in New York. Oh, really oh like, goodness! I I can't even remember him making the playoffs with New York, let alone uh, getting bounced. Well I mean, there was that. There was that. Do you remember? There was this him, him, and Lynn, right? Played, yeah. Played, no, no. Uh, oh yes, you're right. Uh, they were, they did make the playoffs. Jeremy Lynn sat out. Because you uh, you know, wink wink was all injured. And um Carmelo, I can't remember if they won four if they lost four one, if they lost four-o to Boston. Um I just remember when my manager was like, Did you see that shot that he took? It was like the last shot of the game. He had three guys on him, just shot the worst shot, and then my manager just says, He's uncoachable, he's uncoachable. And it's just that that type of shot that he take, it's like that's the type of thing I would do when I was in my engineering exams and I and I've already failed courses before and I've already resigned my fact my resigned myself to the idea that yeah I'm probably not getting an A in this so when you're like if I'm not going to get an A plus A it's like I just need to try and get a B if I can but I'm not really going to get a B so I just need to just put something on the paper and then I'll get part marks and then maybe I'll get a degree out of part marks and then it's just sort of that's the kind of shot that someone takes when they're just sort of finishing the game, but they don't really believe that they can achieve anything. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the opposite of John Moran. So yeah, I don't know. That's, that's my thing with Carmelo. I just, you're right. Like he's obviously made, he's got those three Olympic gold medals, which is, you know, people kind of forget just how impressive it is to get an Olympic gold medal because they're so focused on American professional sports. But it's just like, it's like, I just kind of wonder like, to when,
1: go um, 17 years. Yeah. No, no, finish your point.
2: Yeah, no, I was just really just reading the same thing. To go 17 years and only make the conference finals once and once you get to New York, you don't make the second round at all, which was about a I think a 7 or 10 year period, then I do wonder about how legitimate the talent is. And so I do wonder Did he, like, in Denver, he got to develop his individual skill, like, in the right platform. Detroit, he would have had an illustrious career because he would have had a ring. But would he have not had a chance to develop the end of you know i do do wonder about that the trade-off between developing your individual greatness versus a career that gets respected at, at the sacrifice of getting the playing time you need which is kind of like the position that jeremy grant is in right now deciding whether he was going to be with denver or go to detroit and get to take more shots but mm-hmm. what were you going to say uh, a couple things i
0: i think if you replace dwayne wade with carmelo anthony in miami you win You definitely win two championships, maybe even more. I think there's a different chemistry there where um, I think Dwayne Wade is like this relentless score, but, but Carmelo is a better shooter, a better clutch shooter, and I think you have a lot less confusion as to Who's gonna take certain shots at certain times of the game when you have that with? Because that was the big, that was one of the big narratives with the, with the Dallas series, right? Um, and who knows against uh, the second go around with Spurs if if Carmelo's with you? Because if your big three is Carmelo, Bosh, and James, maybe you don't get a Ray Allen. Maybe you get a Carlos Boozer, a banger that can just disrupt that Spurs team that um, that was long, you know, they, they they were long and rangy, you know, and maybe you, because you, because you have, you don't have the three point specialist in Ray Allen, but now you have um, kind of a better, better overall score. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I think Carmelo is talented enough to win rings given and, and help win rings in a lot of situations. Um, I mentioned before that the difference between, you know, Paul Pierce and um, Carmelo Anthony is, is one championship.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's uh, probably the most controversial of these four guys we've covered. I mean, I, if I were to play this back when I do play it back, I know it's going to sound like we went back and like played both sides of this. Cause I, no matter how much I think of Carmelo, I keep wrestling with this guy. Like, Obviously, his individual accolades, talented, but at the same time, was just frustrating over the years. He's he's a bit like James Harden light. I think mean, James Harden took whatever Carmelo Anthony mm. was, just perfected it to be good, good comparison. Skill and frustration level, just everything about him. The flamboyance, the the lackadaisical character, the lack of defense, the one on one game, just took Carmelo and expanded it. So that he could actually just do everything from the three point. You know, if Carmelo could do everything he did, but from behind the three point line, he basically would have been James Harden. <laughs> like, kind of would have <laughs> been it, I guess. Um, yeah. So, anyway, man, um, I think we. Any final thoughts on uh, on Carmelo?
0: That that vision that you just painted for me of, of him and James Harden, it's it's perfect. And as a James Harden fan, the frustration I have with him is that. You know, I'll see James Harden, like, you know, he'll score like 45 one game and then be like, you know, three of 17 the next. And it's the same thing with Carmelo. It's just like these guys, I I feel like, why don't you guys realize you're having an off night? It just never
2: sinks (laughs) in.
0: It's like the fourth quarter is coming around. It's like, no coach, I'm warmed up now. I can, you know, I'm going to go on my streak. And the streak just does not come and they don't, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess shooters. I guess shooters just keep on shooting, right? Because there's coaches that always say that, and God knows there's commentators that say that. You know, you know, shooters got to keep on shooting. But th- you're right. I think that if you're a Carmelo Anthony fan, like I am, and James Harden fan, you do get frustrated because you're seeing this guy with all the tools, maybe not harnessing it for all four quarters, and not harnessing it game after game after game. So yeah, you're right about the controversial because, you know, Chris Bosh was always going to be the same player. Like there's just no way about it. He's, he's, he's limited. And Mm -hmm. I think he realized he was limited and he was just going to be the the type of player he was. Carmelo Anthony, I'm sure he thought he was the best player in the league at several times in his career. Yeah. And, and that's, that's tough. That's tough. And James Harden probably thinks he's the best scorer in the league today. So it's very hard trying to ask those players to change the game the, the change their game um so yeah and, and for that reason it's 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 hard to recalibrate their career 20 years later or 17 years later
2: i do have one final thought to wrap up i guess how i interpret carmelo his career arc and why that draft was so hard to figure out like how to analyze it here for this podcast it was bosh and wade you mentioned how Bosch was going to be what he was. Like we're pretty, we're pretty certain that he was going to be that type of guy, that type of player, no matter where he was going to be. Sur- the surroundings were going to enhance his career or diminish his career, depending. Like we saw that, and we saw definitely Wade in a similar way. It's just we view Wade differently as a winner because of where he ended up at Miami. Carmelo, yeah, he doesn't look as sturdy as those two guys in the sense of not saying he's not better than them because it's clear that he's achieved more in terms of individual accolades, but. He is so um, almost schizophrenic that it you uh, because I can't get a head around who he is as a character and as a player. It's hard to imagine. Like he he's the one who, if you think about a variance of like a data point, his variance is so much bigger. I think than all the other than the other three than the other three players. Like we're pretty sure who they were. The players were going to be, and the environment was going to change them a bit. Carmelo, it's like, he could have been as great or as diminished in any of these teams. And then those environments could have exacerbated exactly what we're talking about, which makes it so hard to understand this guy. Like, yeah. how do you go from, yeah. he can win three Olympic gold medals, play with all those elite talent, elite players. Um, but then at the same time, when it comes down to um, the teams he's on, he can't, he's not good enough to elevate whoever's around him that they can just get out of the front yeah. round in New York. It was like a yeah. teams in New York, like people keep focusing on the last few teams where they were not that good at all. But when he was there, they had Amari, they had Tyson Chandler, they had Johnson Phillips, they had Baron Davis, they had, uh, Mike Bibby, Jared. I mean, people can debate whether or not they think Jeremy Lynn was going to be solid. I mean, Jeremy Lynn had a serviceable enough career that he would have been actually the type of point guard you'd think that Carmelo might've needed. Right. Um, you didn't necessarily need a superstar point but someone could see the court and be serviceable. but that didn't work out so he's had a number of guys he could have played with jr smith jr smith showed that he was definitely had something when he went to cleveland so it was very evident that um well (laughs) very evident anyway carmelo anthony the great enigma the great enigma so yeah well well, everybody, said, well said. If you if you got any questions or any comments on Carmelo Anthony, we'd love to hear from you. Behidespot at gmail.com is the email. You can also get at us on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, thank you everybody. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Jason. Take care. Stick to your vision,
1: keep the composition Please, Seen a lot of shame in the game Please, Seen a
2: lot of pain with the fame Please, Seen a lot of highs and lows But that's just the way life goes Seen my name written in life